Let's get started. Hey everybody, welcome back to This Is Me podcast, and this is going to be part two, and we're going to take off where we left off on the last podcast, Um, and we're just going to be talking about some marriage stuff again, so with no further ado, Corey, take it away. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) Uh, thanks babe. So I believe we left off last time talking about, um, you know, love languages and how to um, just develop or begin to develop a healthy marriage. So one thing that I feel that we have learned and, you know, with all this being said, as we get into these things, um, we're still growing as well. You know, we haven't made it like we've been married for 10 years. Yeah. And, um, we're still growing. And I think that that is another key that you have to stay humble. And I think I said that in the last pod, last podcast as well, but you have to stay humble and you have to stay in that place of, um, being willing to learn. So one thing that we have learned is, um, or one of the first things I wanted to talk about was to have fun. Um, marriage can be stressful. <laughs> yeah. Um, Life can be stressful, you know, with challenges, sometimes can come stress. Yeah. And so sometimes as you're, as you're learning your spouse's quirks and good things and things that you feel that are not your most favorite. Yeah. There's going to be things that get on your nerves, especially if you're a newly, newly married couple, just wait. You are going to discover things about each other that's going to get on your nerves. That's true. Vice versa, it's going to get on her nerves. It's going to get on his nerves. And that's the whole point of learning about each other as well. Right. And learning how to grow through those things. Yeah. So having fun is important because I think a lot of times we can get so wrapped up in the seriousness of life. Bills, jobs, kids, you know, possibly if you have kids yet. Yeah. And then... Another thing, too, to think about, too, is when, like, it's important to know what you like or what he likes and what she likes, because you're not going to always do what she likes and you're not always going to do what he likes. So that's the whole point of having fun. You got to compromise on on those things as well, because you guys want to fulfill, you know, fulfill that funness in both of you guys what he or she likes like to what do. you're saying is like people's view of fun yeah. can be two different things yeah and so, so sometimes you have to do what they might think is fun even though to exactly. you you're like oh this isn't my most favorite yeah, thing to exactly. do yeah exactly like like I, I could sit there and go to the movies with you all day but that might not be something you want to do all the time or right you know you want to i don't know so whatever yeah <laughs> so so this is that's what i was gonna so you know what i was gonna say is like school you know, sometimes married couples, one of them is going to college still or whatever, you know, there's different things going on. And I think sometimes it's so important. First of all, date nights, date nights are important. Um, for you parents out there, we have had a thing for a long time, which actually we haven't done it in a while. So we need to do it again. Um, but we have another couple that's our close, very like best friends and they have children around our son's age. 
And so something that we were doing for a very long, for a long time, we did it for a while, was we would drop Ezra off at their house once a month and they would go on a date night. And then um, I think the next month they would drop their kids off at our house and they would go on a date night. And it was like, first of all, free sitter. Hallelujah to that. And then, and then on top of that, you know, our kids got to see each other and hang out and we got to go on a date night for a few hours and go do something fun. And it was really helpful. I believe in both of our marriages, um, you know, it's, it's, so that would be something that we recommend, you know, to you married couples out there. If you have some friends that have kids, you know, see if you guys can, you know, maybe hook up and say, Hey, let's plan some times, swap out, swap out kids. And that way you guys can go on dates and we can go on dates and blah, blah, blah. And have fun. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Like that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, you know, and that's important to prioritize time with each other and spend that quality time with each other and just do something that's goofy and you don't have to spend a ton of money. You can do something simple. Um, it's not always about how much money you spend on a date, but it's just going out and having fun and getting a breath of fresh air. Even if you just go sit at a park for two hours, you know, like and talk or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Um, walk the dogs. Walk the dogs. Do if something. If you have dogs. Walk right. your cats if you have cats. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> or uh, well, have, a, have a staycation. Drop your kids off somewhere. Go back home and just chill with each other. Watch Netflix yeah, and chill. We've done that before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... Um, I just believe that, you know, as you're discovering what each other likes to do and you're having fun on like date nights, another thing is just in your marriage in general, like I know it's with me and you, I think it's, it cracks me up sometimes because I'll be getting frustrated or you'll get frustrated with something. And then one of us will say something dumb to the other one. And then we'll both just start laughing. You know, it's like. We're frustrated, frustrated, and then we say something snarky, and then we both just start laughing, and we're like, okay. (laughs) And then we just move forward, you know, and that's important, too. Like, you just can't take each other so seriously. Sometimes you can put expectations on your partner that, well, you know what? You should be this way, and, you know, because you're not, you know, we're, it's like, something's wrong with you or whatever. A little note that I put here was surrender your expectations of how your partner should be to Jesus and let him show you who he created them to be. So what that means is, okay, so I'm seeing flaws or something frustrating or something's frustrating me about you. Instead of nagging, And be like, babe, you should be this way. You should be this way. Why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you saying things this way? Why aren't you doing... Hey, instead of doing that, hey, God, I'm frustrated with my husband because he's acting or being this way. Show me what you see in this situation and how you view him. And what are you saying about him? And God will nine times... I mean, he will always start revealing things to you, their hearts to you. Um, And the way this ties into having fun, the reason why I believe it's brought up here is that sometimes... We lose the fun in our marriage because we're judging the partner and how they're being. And we're sitting there going, like, people will be like, yeah, I don't, you know, what are you talking about? I don't really have a lot of fun in my marriage anymore because they're so lazy or they're so tired all the time or, you know, they work so much or whatever. And I'm not saying that the other person doesn't need to work on things. There'd be times like that for real, too. Yeah. Like, I don't feel like doing nothing. I know Corey would be like... Let's go do this. And I'm like, no, I just want to lay down and go to sleep all day. (laughs) But it's important instead of you taking it like the person that's hurt, maybe you need to step back and go, okay, God, what are you seeing in this situation? Because maybe you're being a little too serious and you need to lighten up 
and maybe by you lightening up and loving on them in that way and, and, and starting to discover who God says they are and you're loving them the way that God intended you to love them, they will start to be more interested, I guess I can say. They'll, they might, it might, you know, and also sometimes it works both ways. I mean, yeah, because like, for instance, like last night, you, you came home from work early and you just, I was up here doing my own thing. And then I realized, you know, I stopped to think, like, well, I need, I should be spending time with you guys right now instead of being up here on my, on my own doing my own thing. Yeah. So uh, I walked downstairs, even though it was something I didn't really care to do or watch. I still ended up watching. I made the popcorn and then boom, we were spending time together. Yeah, which you didn't know, but in my heart, I was like, I really want to go home and watch a movie with my family and eat popcorn. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's, that's what, what we happened. did. Mm-hmm. Um, so my next note here was, ask God how he sees them over and over time, he will highlight the gold in them. And out of this, you can discover how not to take things so seriously and laugh even in the hard times. So for, for so, those for the, for the those out there listening, what do you mean by the gold in them? So, yeah, so basically. We, we could be having some, some people on here that's listening and that, that doesn't know what that means. Right. So sometimes what that can mean is um, the gold is like the good in them. Like, God, what do you see in them? Or can you show me what's good about? So, so many times in marriages, um, friends of ours or family or whatever that might be thinking about divorce or applying for it or whatever, or heading in that direction, they say, well, I just fell out of love with that person. Well, falling out of love, you know, love is an everyday choice. It's not you fall in, fall out. It's a choice. You know, now the feelings can start to fade. And if the feeling is fading, there's something behind that. Well, he doesn't pursue me anymore. She doesn't, you know, love on me anymore. Like she used to, she's always nagging me. He doesn't want to do anything around the house. You know, all these complications start to come up. So then you start to focus in on the flaws and then you're disappointed with that person and you walk in disappointment all the time when you could say, Hey God, remind me what's good about him. Remind me what's good about her. Remind me why I fell in love with this person in the first place. And over time, if you give Jesus a chance to show that to you, or you give yourselves a chance, you'll start to see, okay, you know what? That's what, that's right. God, that's what I liked about him. Yeah, that's right. God, that's what I liked about her. And you'll start to take each other a little less seriously and you might start to enjoy each other a little bit more does that make sense yeah so and then like in the midst of that you're gonna have your moments you're gonna have your days where like man i can't stand them right now i mean because we both had our moments we're human beings we're yeah you're human with flesh you you know we're, we're gonna we're gonna think those things but don't stay on those thoughts you know because that's what's going to cause you to not want to be with that person anymore. And that's not where, especially if you're married, that's not where you want to be. Exactly. You don't ever want to be in that spot where now all of a sudden you're thinking about divorce because that person is not meeting what you feel like they should be meeting in your life. You yeah, know? exactly. Because it- ultimately it's not just about you. It's about both of you guys. So Right. Um, so the first little tip we were going to throw out there was just have fun, find ways to have fun, find the good in each other and enjoy those things and dwell on that and not the bad. Um, the second tip that I had written down here, um, was we need to focus on the good and not the negative. And that ties into what we just said. I'm actually going to throw a scripture out there, guys. Um, Ephesians 5, 21 through 30, it says, uh, this is, I love this chat, this verse because people take it out of context so much. And I love how 
when you take it and, and speak about it in the full context, it shows God's heart for marriage. Um, says for wives, this means submit to your husbands as to the Lord for a husband is the head of his wife as Christ is head of the church. He is the savior of his body, the church as the church submits to Christ. So you wives must submit to your husbands and everything for husbands. This means love your wives just as Christ loved the church. He gave up his life for her to make her holy and clean, washed by the cleansing of God's word. He did this to present her to himself as a glorious church without a spot or wrinkle or any other blemish. Instead, she will be holy and without fault in the same way husbands ought to love their wives as they love their own bodies. For a man who loves his wife actually shows love for himself. No one hates his own body but feeds and cares for it, just as Christ cares for the church. And that's the New Living Translation. So, you know, wives are, you know, everybody loves to take that verse out of context and go, wives, submit to your husbands. I'm not going to, I'm not going to submit to him like that. He's not, nah, uh, uh, I'm an independent woman. Well, that's your view. And what I hear is from submit to your husbands because that's what God intended to happen. Right. He's going to rule and reign over he me. He is your master. He's, I, <laughs> I am your master. You no longer get to do what you are uh, want to do. You do what I tell you to do. Right, right, right. And there's actually some super twisted views of that out there. Like, um, well, I'm not going to even talk about it, but there's right, some really there's some really twisted views of that that yeah. I that that's terrible. Um, but let's get into this because this goes into focusing on the positive and not the negative. So. Wives are to honor and submit to, you know, our husbands and their leadership with the expectation that he's caring for, loving and honoring us as Jesus does the church. What, what a lot of people don't understand is the standard that God puts on husbands in this passage is super high because it says husbands love your wives as Jesus loved the church. What did Jesus do? He laid his life down for the church. He laid his life down for us. That's literally what God asks husbands to do. Lay your lives down for your wives. What does that look like? It means you don't get to, you don't have the right to be selfish. You don't have the right to demand things to be your way. You don't have the right to do things the way you want to do it. And that's it. You know what I'm saying? So that's the thing. Like people don't look at this whole context. The standard for husbands here is much higher than the standard for wives. If people look at this the right way, people put such a standard on women and go, Hey, you need to submit. Well, okay, yeah, I'll submit, but guess what? You get to submit to Jesus and you get to let him show you how to truly love me well. And, you know, another thing is that Jesus died to himself and that's what husbands get to do. That's the standard that's put on your life, which I think is beautiful. I think it's amazing, but that's because I don't have to go through that. <laughs> I don't have that standard. Um, and babe, I mean, honestly, I think you represent this well. I think that as you've grown in God, you know, there are a lot of times where even, I mean, like you said, even a simple thing like last night where you really didn't want to go downstairs and watch 101 Dalmatians with us. Um, but you laid your desires down and you said, you know what? I need to spend time with my family. So yeah, I'm going to lay this down. That's when, uh, you know, the Holy Spirit pressed upon my heart. Like, why are you up here right now? You need to go downstairs and spend time with your family. And right. I'm like, you know what? That's a good idea. I yeah. should probably just stop what I'm doing and do it. And, you know, something I've heard from many women is I've, I've heard this from a lot of people. Well, I have no problem submitting to him if he just at least honored me as well. Or if he kind of, and they don't say this verbatim, but if they kind of deserve the submission, you know. And it is, 
it's, and I'm not saying that that is what this passage says, because it doesn't say that. It doesn't say, hey, submit to your wives when he deserves it. That's not what it says. It says, hey, sub- you mean husbands? husbands, I'm sorry, <laughs> wives submit to your husbands because he deserves it. It says, submit to your husband. And then it says, oh, hey, husbands, there's a standard on your life that are that he's called you to. I should say it that way. There's a standard that he's called you to. So with that all being said about the husbands, the wives don't get to walk around and go, well, you know what? You suck. So I'm not going to submit to you. That's We don't get to do that either. But also, I think it's important to ask God, what is submission? What does true submission look like to a husband? Because it's not you're a doormat. It's not that you're the person that does every single thing for your husband around the house, right? Yeah, I mean, everything everything you do as a... I mean, you're married, so I'm not... You know, a lot of people automatically assume, like, okay, well, the man gets to just go out, work, and then come home, and then the wife should be able to... Clean the, the house, take care of the kids, make you a sandwich, make me food, and give and you a beer. Give me a plate, and then uh, you know, and at the end of the day, I'm, all I gotta do is put my feet up and relax because I had a long day of work. But that's not technically that's not really how a husband should be acting because you guys are one. So when you when you get married, you become one, and so it's no longer just you; it's both of you guys, and you guys are a team, and you guys are one with God. So. You know, you're not going to sit there. I'm I'm married to Corey, but I'm not going to sit there and treat her like she's just uh, some peasant woman that's <laughs> going to, you know, she's going to be my slave and she's going to do what I tell her to do. Right. You know, and, and I'm not going to help her out. No, because if you really so if you really love someone, you know, and that's even if you're trying to pursue somebody right now, if you really love them, you're not going to sit there and be like oh you're gonna do all this for me when we get married no your heart is i love you so much i'm willing to do anything for you you know and that's pretty much you know a representation of what jesus is what he did for us he will he's will he was willing to do anything for us to have that relationship back with us and that's why he died on the cross so with that being said you know it's a team effort you're not gonna sit there and i at least for me personally i don't sit there and expect Corey, you know, to, to go, to be here after she gets off of work to come back home. And then she has her days off. I don't expect her to be like, Oh, I'm going to have to clean this house and be get spotless all the time. You know, I don't expect her to do that. I don't expect her to be like, Oh, get these dishes done. They better be done. But yeah, there are some times where I say, Hey, can you do, can you make sure this is clean or whatnot? Or make sure this is done before I get home or whatnot. So, you know, that way I can help you do something else. You know, something like that, but not to make that person a slave. Well, I think, and I think, you know, communication is important because there are marriages that the wife does get to be a stay-at-home mom or a stay-at-home wife and then hopefully a mom later or whatever. And in those situations, there is an agreement, an agreement usually between the husband and the wife where she does the majority of the housework and stuff and maybe he sticks to the yard work or the heavy stuff or whatever. Um, But I do think it's important to communicate and I think it's important to have balance. In our case, I'm a nurse, so I work 12 and a half hour shifts. I'm usually at the hospital for 13 to 15 hours, depending on the day. I'm never there just 12 hours. Um, And 
those days, you know, at the beginning of our marriage, we struggled because I didn't communicate to you. So I would come home and Ezra wouldn't be ready for bed or whatever. This was several years ago. Ezra wouldn't be ready. And then I would come home and I would just be so stressed out because I would see a list of things. All I could see when I walked through the door was a list of things I had to do. And I would get so frustrated. And you're like, what's wrong with you? Why are you so frustrated? Well, at that point, I never communicated with you. Hey, babe, this is what would help me. And so I think over time, we eventually talked about it. And I said, look, I get frustrated when I walk in and I have to get Ezra ready for bed and I have to clean the house. I have to do this and that. And you were like, okay, well, babe, I'll start helping you. And you did. And so now we have a system that works really well for us overall, I think. And I think that we've learned each other. You've learned me. You know that like, for example, at nighttime when there's like 10 things that still have to be done, like dog feeding the dogs and, you know, you know, cleaning the kitchen and things like last minute things that have to be done. You're like, why are you so grumpy all of a sudden? Well, in my head, it's like, well, crap, I have like 50 things I still have to do before bed where you just get to go lay down and go straight to sleep. And yeah, so, yeah, and, I've, well, and let me, well, what I'm going to say was, was that you've noticed that, Hey, you know what? She needs help in this area. And so you've recognized that and you started helping me like, Hey babe, I'll do the dishes or I'll walk back in the house after Ezra's Taekwondo class or something. And you're like, the kitchen's already clean and stuff because you recognize and you lay your life down to love me well. Yeah. And that's, you know, and that's just like, you know, the beginning stages. Like we've been doing this for a while now, but, um, nah, just, as as you know when as it went about like you i mean you start to realize okay this is not just you it's not a job parenting and marriage i mean marriage is work but it's not a job you know you, you yeah. love this you love each other you know and so it's it shouldn't ever be to the point where you do this and i do that or this is yours and this is mine no it's, this is ours because yes. You know, this we're is partnership. Yes, we're partners. We're one. I think that there's like very few things. Like I know you refuse to clean toilets, so I'm the toilet cleaner. Yeah. And I guess. Yeah, you told me that. That before. doesn't mean I don't. That doesn't mean I I won't ever clean a toilet. I'm just saying. Well, I'm just saying the jobs that we specifically yeah. usually don't do. And I usually get all pissed off if I have to take the trash out because I'm like, I have a grown man in my house that can take this trash out. Why do I have to take the trash out? I will take the trash out every now and then. But usually that's your job and you usually mow the grass because why? Because you're a grown man. <laughs> I'm a grown man. That's right. <laughs> and you can handle all that while I will usually clean the bathrooms, the toilets, you know, the nasty stuff um, and stuff like that. But we both partner on dishes. We both partner on cleaning, like vacuuming, you know, things like that, like everyday chores, especially with me working a lot of weekends, we partner. And so anyway, it doesn't really matter what exactly we do around the house. But my point yeah. is that in your marriage figure out a system for yourselves you know what is a system that works for you where you both feel honored you both feel loved um you know and and if you are fr like wives if you get frustrated with your husband and you're like how can i submit to him i put a little note here that says um as a wife i ask god how i can best honor and submit to my husband while praying um that he will develop a deeper relationship, a deeper understanding of who he is um, so that he can lead me well and I can trust in that leadership. Because a lot of times, well, not a lot of times, in general, this goes down to identity. If a husband knows his identity in God, he can lead his wife really well. And if a wife knows her identity in Jesus, she can submit to that leadership really easily. 
you know, versus it being a challenge. If you're in the process of like, well, my husband doesn't know how to submit to God, or maybe your husband's not even saved or whatever, it's a really good time for you to go and pray and just pray for him and just love him the best that you can and take a deep breath in those moments whenever you're challenged and you just want to punch him in the face. Same for him. Um, trust and honor is developed through love and humility. Um, you can't. And so this is how it all ties into focusing on the good, nothing, not the negative guys. You can't honor, submit, love, or lead someone well, if you're focused on all that's wrong with them, you have to see Jesus in each other and where you have to ask, like, where is God in this person? Um, I wrote little notes here that says, um, how do their quirks glorify God? Because, you know, as when you're in marriage, like you notice the quirks about each other, you know? Um, so yeah, like, there's going to be the things that you do. Yeah. That you don't do. That, that I don't you do. do and that I don't that do. I do. That you don't do. So for one, um, we just put little notes here. Like I talk a lot, but that can glorify God in, in our marriage. You know, that God likes my talking. <laughs> um, you're super laid back and God loves that about you. Cause you balance me out. Cause when, especially when I'm high strung, you're like chill about stuff. Yeah. Yep. I plan everything, which is good for you. Cause you don't like to plan. I don't plan. Don't I'll just do it. Let's do it. Yep. Spontaneous. We're going to take a road trip like right now. Yep. All right. We're going to end this podcast right now, babe. Let's go take a road trip. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. Okay. But that's um, how, that's how laid back I am. And uh, how to go with the flow. Let's just yes. do it. Um, yeah, you go with the flow. I, you know, as far as like, you know, I, as far as prayer, like I'm like, Jesus, God, I pray in the name of Jesus. And you're like, God, I just thank you. And I pray. Thank you, Lord. (laughs) We had a great day today. Yeah. And bless these people and bless this food in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Um, so you're super, super simple. And sometimes I'm like, ah, Jesus, you know, but those are things that are quirks about us that God loves and that we can learn to love each other. If we see each other in God's eyes. Um, we balance each other out. And instead of saying that we should be like this or be like that, we honor each other and we find the good, even in the quirks, we honor each other and we find, you know, we discover who God made you to be. And when you do that, you can focus on the good. And when you focus on the good and not the bad, you actually enjoy that person more, you know? Yeah. Uh, All right. So the last thing I wanted to really dive into is the big C word, compromise. That is the biggest, I think, personally, I don't know about you, babe, but I feel like it's the biggest issue within marriage. Yeah. Compromise. It is because a lot of people don't want to do that. They want to do what they want to do and not what the other person wants. There have been so many times in our marriage in the beginning years where I would get so frustrated because I'm like, just compromise already. And but I'd be the same way with you. you like, no, you need to compromise mm-hmm. with me, dang it. Right. And so that is such a process. Um, and honestly, you have to compromise on almost everything. Yeah. <laughs> almost everything. You know, I hear marriages, a lot of times people will say, no, I'm not compromising on that. That's my da, 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 da. You don't get to do that. Unfortunately, when you got married, you gave all your rights away to that person. And vice versa. Him and her, her and her and him. Yeah. <laughs> um, but within 
compromise, there are healthy boundaries and healthy ways to compromise. So it's not, you should never compromise to the one, to the, to the point where one feels like they're a doormat or one always says, sure. And they have to lay down everything they want to do all the time. Yeah. That's also not right. Right. It's not fair if the wife always has to go, yeah, sure, babe, whatever you want to do. Or the husband has to go, yeah, sure, why? You know, there's always this joke, like, husbands just say yes and make happy wife, happy life. <laughs> and and I even joke with you about that. I'm like, babe, just say yes. Um, and we laugh and, and joke about like, it. No. No. Yeah, I, that's true, <laughs> no. though, y'all. That's I'm true. Gonna, he he, he no. did be saying that. He did be saying that. No, no we're not playing. doing that. No. <laughs> but um, and that's really a joke between us. But that's also really trashy thinking. Like... No, you don't have to say yes all the time and to the point where you feel like your voice is not being heard as the husband. That's a part of communicating with each other as well. You got to make sure that you guys are communicating about this. Like, hey, this is what I feel. This is what I want. This is what I want to do or whatnot. But make sure you tell your spouse that, you know, both him and her, whoever it is, is dealing with that. Like, hey, look. This is what I want to do. But this is the whole point of compromise is you got to actually talk about it and discuss it. And then you make a decision from there. Yeah, I think that's a really good point because a lot of times people will assume that their spouse feels one way or the other and they never even actually talk to them. And then, then they get all frustrated with them. Yeah. And they're like, well, they just never. Well, did you ever communicate? Well, he should know me by now. We've been married for X amount of years. Okay, yeah, but your man is not a mind reader. Unfortunately, I'm sorry, honey, but he's not going to read your mind all the time. Yeah, even even us, we still we still struggle with that. And that's a, 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 a all all the time thing because with me, I just I just automatically assume that Corey, you know know this stuff, and so I'm just like, yeah. And then you're like, what? And I'm like, <laughs> right? I'm like, what do you mean, what? Like <laughs> this this is what I'm talking about. Blah 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 blah. And you're like. Well, I had no clue. What are you talking about? Because I don't remember or I don't even know what you're talking about. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And you're like, babe, you need to explain it to me because I have no clue. And the vice versa, too, because I'll be like that sometimes. I'm like, I have no clue what you're talking about right now, Corey. Like, (laughs) what are you talking about? Right. You remember this? And I'm like, no, I don't remember. Did you need to tell me this? Like, oh, yeah, we're supposed to do this. Now, I do think (laughs) I do think with all that being said, if there's something that you really are passionate about having happen, like, I don't know, say finances, like you're like, I really want to save up and I want this amount of money in the year, but I need my spouse to be on board. So you go to your spouse and your spouse says, uh, that's too much for me. I don't think I can cut all of the, you know, all my Starbucks out in that month or all my video games or whatever. Like I don't, I can't cut all that. Um, but it's really important for you. So first and foremost, if you're a believer, take that back to God and say, Hey God, can you please move on his heart? Hey God, can you move on her heart and speak to them? Because this is really important to me and they don't seem to be on board give it some time they go back to it and say hey when you're calm because you don't want to come up to come to issues like that all hot-headed and heated and in your flesh and angry but come back to your spouse and say hey you know what I understand that it would be really challenging for you to I don't know not buy x amount of video games every month or whatever I don't know I'm just throwing some I don't know cancel your subscription subscription to Hulu or something right like I know that would be really hard not to cancel that but I really want to take that 10 bucks a month and put it in savings because this is our end goal Would you please think about it? You can word it like that versus, hey, this is what I want to do, dang it. And you're hurting me by saying no. Like, there's an aggressive way and then, like, a healthy way. Yeah, because, I mean, there's been times in the past, not necessarily exactly what we're talking about just now, but, like, for the subject of the matter is, like, there's times where, like, 
I've gotten heated. And I have to tell you, look, I can't talk to you right now. I'm too mad. Yeah, you just got to take a break. So let me, let me, before I say something, and I'll tell you that too. Like, I've, we've had some conversations before where I'm like, I need to, I, I can't talk to you right now because if, if I do, I'm going to say something stupid and I'm going to hurt your feelings. Well, and I heard another couple say something about that. And the husband said, you know, sometimes I have to tell my wife, like, hey, I just need a break for a second. But the reason, he said, the reason I told her, but I need to take, take a break because I value our connection too much to hurt you with my words right now. So I'm going to step away and calm down and I'll come back to this and we'll, we'll tackle it. Yeah, in a because when you're angry, you're angry and anything comes out your yeah. mouth. I mean, it's like anything goes when when you're angry and just yeah. you don't have you just you don't at that moment. You just don't have any type of like uh, what do you call it? Um, restriction thought like process. Hold, yeah, you don't hold back. You're like you just shoot. It's like shooting a gun. You just bow, 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 yeah. and everything comes out and then. After it's all said and done, then then you start thinking about like, man, why the heck did I say that? Yeah, and it sucks because you can't take back what you said. Yeah, you can't take back what you said. You can apologize, ask for forgiveness. Yeah, but it's seared in their brain that oh, you said this. Yeah, and And that sucks. So you gotta watch what you say. Um, Something what I wanted to hit on too is you know earlier I mentioned you know you can have healthy boundaries within compromise and healthy compromise. So that's gonna look very different for different people. I don't really know how, because for me and you, we're very much in agreement with a lot of, okay, you know what? Yeah, I do. I just, I had to think for a second. Here's an example. Um, so you actually haven't played video games in a while, but there was, there was a while where you were like really into, you know, you were playing with your friends online a lot and you were living your best life in the video games. And there was a short, it was very short lived because we communicated about it and we had this come up. Um, there was a time where I felt like I wasn't getting a lot of your attention because I worked. And then when I was home, you were playing video games and I was just like, geez, like you never pay attention to me. And you did, but I felt like in that moment, like you didn't. And so I was like, how, you know, I'm feeling so hurt because I feel like you care more about the video games than you did me. And so we, eventually we talked about it. And you said, well, babe, I like to play video games because I like to just relax. It's like my form of just kind of getting away and just relaxing and, and vegging out, playing with my friends. And a compromise that we came up with was, okay, you know what? You're, you started to communicate with me. Hey, babe, this Friday night, I would like to stay up late and play with my friends, but I'll hang out with you on Saturday. Is that cool? And I was like, yeah, sure. And, you know, people make a joke like you better ask your wife first. But no, seriously, like here's that's, your man card. That's what the homies say. Here's your man card. Let your let your man card go. But you know what? That is how <laughs> healthy marriage works. It's for real. I mean, because what that showed me was, yeah, you know what? So now I'm going to compromise with you and I'm going to say, yeah, babe, have your video game time. Totally fine. But you're compromising with me and saying, okay, thanks for letting me have my video game time. I'm going to go out on a date with you this night or we're going to do something this time. And it's and it's all a joke to like, when we, you know, you and the, you know, me and the boys, you know, we'll talk smack to each other. That's because that's what you do with, with your homies, with your boys. And, and, you know, they we might make comments like, oh, your man card is being taken away. But in reality, we all kind of know like what the deal is, you know. And so we know like, okay, you need to go ahead and. Uh, get off because your wife needs your time you know yeah for sure so and that's i mean that's it's mutual with the boys and they know that you know Mm -hmm. so it's not like when i say oh you got your man card taken away 
you know, that, just playing around. We're with just her, all right? joking. That's well, not I how just, this, that's think, how this relationship works. No, <laughs> I think right, and I think that you know, and I honor the fact that you used to tell that. Like I know you used to be like, guys, I don't care. I got to spend time with my wife, but that's an example of healthy compromise. It's both of us compromising. You're in a marriage. You're literally working not to live two individual lives. You're working to live one two individual lives put together as one life aiming for a destiny and a purpose that God has on your lives as a couple. You're two individual people living one big life, if that makes sense. You're two puzzle pieces in a master, you know, puzzle. So you have to work in unity and you do better in unity when your marriage, when you're both unified, you do a lot better. And otherwise anger, bitterness can build up and you know especially if you are always the one on compromising and you feel like your partner's never compromising you'll feel like you don't have a voice and you'll start to get even more bitter more angry so that's why it's important for both of you to do so and until your spouse will do so you pray you love you do the best that you can and you do have a voice and you speak up when needed but do it but speak up in love don't come at your husband one thing that i noticed with you is if i come to you like bossy like babe this is what we're doing this is what I feel like we should do. This is what I feel like God said is what we're doing. That makes you feel like you're being pushed into it and you're being controlled. And you're like, then you back off like, and you're done. hold on. Wait yeah. a minute, girl. Uh-uh. You get all frustrated. Whereas I've learned if I say, Hey babe, I really feel like God is saying this. What do you think? Then you feel like you have more freedom to speak into that. And yeah, it gives like, you, uh, I don't know about that. Maybe God might be speaking to you about that, but let me think about that. Let me talk to God about that. Yeah. Or you're like, yeah, I agree. You know, depending yeah. on what it is, it doesn't push you Same away. Same way with you too. Like yeah. If I feel like hey, like, especially if it's like a big, like a big deal, like I really feel like God is telling us we got to do this. And you're like, oh no. Like, yeah, go take it up to God, girl. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, we just both have to, we both have to seek the Lord and let him speak to us. But it's better than me coming at you crazy or you coming at me crazy. Yeah. Don't come to me sideways, woman. No. Yeah. Because when you do, when either one of you does the response the flight or fight response kicks in like and you don't tell me what to do i do what i want all that pride and stuff you know yeah so when you want the best for the other person and the both of you have that heart you develop a better sense of understanding for what each other needs um you know i think that one important aspect in marriage is your sex life right and what you what you need from each other in that because there's a lot of times I have, unfortunately, I've had a lot of encounters with women who said, well, it's all about him in bed. You know, he doesn't want to do anything that pleases me or he doesn't want to. And I'm like, well, have you spoken up? Well, no. Or yeah, but he doesn't care. And we're going to keep it PG too, just because there's younger people that listen to this as well. So yeah. Um, so you know, it's like, it, it's the same for him. Like she needs to care about what, what he desires yeah. and what he needs. And even though it can be really awkward, you have to communicate even during the process yeah. while you are enjoying your best lives with each other in that moment, you have to communicate what feels good, what doesn't. And I'll say this to fellas, like, uh, you guys got to do better. Like, it's not only on you and what pleasure you feel. You know, you got to make sure you're, you know, making sure she's doing good, too, as well. That she's taken care of. of. That she's taken care of. Yes. That you guys are both feeling 
great at that time, <laughs> you know. And but it's yeah, not just, it's not a one man show. It's not a one man show. It's not about you, dude. It's not about how you always maybe making sure that you are at the end of the thing, at the end of the dance, that you're you're the, the only, only one, one that matters, that matters, right. and that you're the only one that feels so, good. Yeah. So communicate, and I think that within, like, even within our sex lives, like, it's important to respect each other in the bedroom, respect each other, honor each other, um, have fun, like. I remember there have been so many times where me and you have just cracked up laughing and it's like, you know, like we go in, like you're like serious cause you're like getting in it, you know, it's like serious moment. Like this is going down. And then all of a sudden something dumb happens. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Something stupid happens. Somebody falls off something. Somebody hits something. I don't know, whatever. Um, and then all of a sudden you just start cracking up laughing or something doesn't work. You're trying something new and it just ain't working. And I know that's happened with us. It, it's so funny because we just start laughing and it's like, okay, great. The moment's about to be ruined. But then we're like, no, 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 get back in the moment. Get back in the moment. <laughs> focus on the focus on the mission. But, um, you know, it's that's important, guys. Like you have to have fun. You can't always be so serious about it and communicate. Like what makes you feel most loved? You know, like for me, my love language is literally touch. So the bedroom situation is important to me. It's important for me not to feel like I'm being used or, or whatever. It's important for me to feel loved. And so you've had to, you've compromised on that and you do the things that I need to be, that I need from you. Um, and and there's, and there's compromise in that as well, because there's times where I don't feel like doing anything and I do it anyway because I know it's something that you need and vice versa. And vice versa, absolutely. There's times where I'm like, I have to. I need this. And I have I'm to like, get okay. my needs met. And you're like, I don't really feel like it, but okay, fine. You know, but it's the I, whole I honestly, thing. like, I can't say that I've ever left the bedroom with you feeling used. I've never left feeling abused. I've never left feeling you know, empty or unsatisfied or whatever. Like I've always, you know, we've, God has blessed us hugely with, um, feeling like God, how do I say this? Like, I feel honored in my heart by you because I feel like you honor me in your heart. You know, I don't feel like you abuse me or look at me as some, I don't know, porn star or something like you don't treat me crazy. You know, well, and we've, I've, you know, both of us, when we got married, Right when we got married, we've never been with anybody else, really, yeah, when we it comes virgins. to, yeah, so, yeah. So that probably helped. <laughs> yeah, that probably helped out a lot. But even if you weren't, or if you struggle in your sex life, like, ask God to show you new ways, or if you're bored. So, getting bored in your sex life can be a huge issue, and it's important to stir things up, change things around, you know, talk with each other, hey, let's try this, or let's do this, you know, um, do different things to to stir the passion up and the excitement up and not get caught up in the mundane like oh this is just how we do it every time well get it this is how we do it every time <laughs> okay anyway PG, so, babe. <laughs> so um but yeah like don't don't get caught up in all of that but change change things around talk with them hey let's try this let's do this you know um have fun change things around do something new um Again, the biggest thing, the theme across this entire podcast is communication. Communicate, even in that, even if it's awkward. Hey, you know what? That really doesn't feel good to me. I don't like that. Hey, you know what? I love when you do this. Yeah, um, we can't stress that out enough. That's, shoot, that's like the biggest thing out of anything when it comes to marriage is communication. That yes. is like, 
you that's keep like you will thing. you will hear it like and you get you'll hear it all the time like from other people you know communicate well this person they don't communicate with me on this you, know, you have to communicate with each other that's yes. like the biggest thing in a marriage and something i i feel led to kind of talk about just brief like i'm i'll be quick with it but I, I if you're feeling like our sex life is dry or there's like not a lot of drive there or whatever check your heart and see what you're allowing to enter into your marriage um if for example if one of you struggles with pornography that can be a huge problem with your marriage and your sex life um i really encourage you guys we encourage you guys to talk to a leader that you trust a friend that you trust um to try to help you break free from that and get out of that because that can really affect it in a negative way um, there's somebody hot that you work with or you're around and you're sitting there thinking about them all the time or you're thinking about them while you're having, you know, making love with your partner. Like that's not cool. You know, it's not okay. And that can really hinder your sex life as well. So try, check your heart. You know, if you're starting to feel like, well, no, I don't know. Like the sparks just left our marriage. Well, check your heart. You know, what's going on? What have you allowed to enter? Have you allowed it for anything else to enter? Um, because that's such an intimate part of your relationship and it's meant to have fun with each other and glorify God. Even in the process, he created it. He wants you to have fun. He wants you to enjoy each other. Um, he wouldn't have made it if he didn't want it to happen. It's not just for baby making. It's for each other to please each other, to get stress out all the things, yeah, you know, I mean, that's why God made Eve for Adam, because he knew that Oh, Adam needed somebody. Bob, so that's right. Yeah, he didn't want to be. He didn't want Adam to be alone, so he made Eve. So yeah, that's right. So just communicate. And anyway, guys, so to wrap this up, um, just one last little note here we had for you guys at the end of the day: stay in a place of humility uh, towards Jesus and towards your spouse. Let God speak to you and show you things. And over time, your relationship with your spouse will only get better. Um, and refuse to listen to the haters. That's really important because a lot of times people are like. People like curse marriages all the time without realizing it. Oh, y'all, they'll never work out. Oh, you guys are so opposite of each other. Oh, you're too much alike. Like people say all these curses all the time. Dude, don't listen to them. Y'all do you, you know? And it's like, and every person I've talked, well, every married couple I've talked to, they always end up saying, yeah, we, we are not, we're totally the opposite, which is that's, I'm pretty sure that's why God put you together. Right. You know, he didn't want you to be with the same person. He didn't want you to be with yourself. That's right. <laughs> he, I mean, I know for a fact I didn't want to be with myself. I wanted to be with something, somebody different, and that's why he gave me Corey. So, yeah. and that's why, you know, you know your your love languages is your love languages. My love language is not touch, but again, I have to compromise and I have to do. You know, I have to strive to fulfill your love language and and vice versa. You yep. have to strive to. Fulfill and as my love as language. you serve each other, you only feel more love from the other person. That's how it works. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my take on that's our little tips for marriage. <laughs> Thanks for having me, babe. So, yeah, I mean, like, so, guys, uh, I hope you l- like this podcast. I um, hope you enjoyed it. Um, I know me and Corey really enjoy talking together as a couple and on a podcast together. Um, but, yeah, we just I just thank you guys for listening again. Um, please share this if you know. You know, on social media, you're, you know, Facebook, um, Snapchat, Instagram. If you like any, if you have follow any of that, please go and share this podcast. And again, I'm on so many different outlets. 
you know i'm on spotify i'm on google Podcasts, uh, podbean i'm on um apple Podcasts. you know um amazon music you can look at my podcast on there so if there's preferences of where you want to listen then go please just go listen to that on there and um my whole goal of this these podcasts really is to make sure that you guys have something good to listen to and you know just for you know and it doesn't necessarily like i said god has changed my heart a lot this last month or so maybe two and uh i don't know i know how i started it out you know i i wanted to talk about certain topics and different topics and but uh it seems like god's gonna take over this this podcast and i I just want to give you guys good things to listen to and i just want to be an encouragement to you guys out there and um i'm hopefully hoping that you guys are being blessed by this and i'm just you know speaking from my heart and again this is this is why the podcast is this is me and um so yeah like i said i'm i i thank you guys for listening um i thank you for uh the feedback that some of you guys have given me um it really does touch my heart and i'm really grateful that even if it is just one or two people listening i am super grateful for that you know and i'm grateful for my family who who listen to it as well my brother he's he's been sharing it you know on his page um a few times as well so i'm grateful for that you know and so i just you know if you really like this then like it you know subscribe like i know pot apple you can subscribe to the podcast and just uh like them you know and and shoot me a message or something again i keep telling you guys this it's okay to communicate with somebody you know if you really like their show or if you want to say something you know if you you want to add a comment or maybe if you want to tell me that you didn't really like it hey go ahead and say it i'm all for it you know i don't it doesn't matter to me it really doesn't um so if you you know if you have an opinion fine you know i'll listen to it if it's not that good of an opinion then that's fine i'll still listen to you i'll still read it um but yeah just again just i can't stress it enough and i thank you guys um for listening and i hope you enjoyed this podcast um, I hope you enjoyed uh, listening to my wife. You know, she, like I said, she's, she has a teacher mentality, so she will definitely teach you some things and she's very good at it. And I love her for that. You know, God's put her in my life for that reason. So, um, like again, you guys are awesome. I thank you for listening. This is it for this podcast. I love you guys. See you next time. Peace.